Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Dance Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg. On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at SportsStandsJ. Follow us on Vine, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the Sports Stands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table. Every single week, hot takes, nothing less. The Sports Stance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Stance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, he saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. It's Greg Cowan, everybody. What's happening, dude? I'm I'm so I'm so disturbed right now, but you know I'm gonna pull through. I'm gonna pull through for you guys. I'm gonna go dashing in a one horse open sleigh, do some caroling, and try to get that image out of my brain. I, it's funny to me how many of these Christmas songs have disturbing imagery, you know, throughout them. That's one of them. You know, you saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Like, come on, mommy. Like, chill. Yeah. Uh, what's the one? Uh, 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 baby, it's cold outside. You know, the rapiness of it. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> slight, slight touch of it. You know what song I've always been bothered by? The Band-Aid, whatever one. Do they know it's Christmas time? Oh, I've been bothered by that song, too. Have we talked about this before? No. Like, of course they fucking know it's Christmas time, you condescending yeah. assholes. Like, come on. It's not snowing there. It's Africa. Uh, get it through your brains. They get it. They, they don't have money. They have calendars just because they don't live in L.A. Like, do you get, like the rest of you people. Like, come on. Like, I, I get, like, the intention was nice. <laughs> but the message is horrible. Like, what are you doing? Do they know it's Christmas time? Like, do you know that you're an asshole? <laughs> like, Oh my God, it's not snowing here in my state. Is it That's so funny. I'm I'm so glad you said that because like I've had that same problem and I've talked about that problem with other people before and they're like, it's just a Christmas song, man. Get over it. Like, no, get you, you get over it, sir. I've heard it so much in the past like three days and every time I hear it, I've been like more and more thinking this message is awful. What's your, uh, we're going to do some money. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do some lists later. And I think I might've already asked you this last week, but if it's a retread, then just let me know. Uh, What's your Christmas song? My Christmas song, uh, my Christmas song is one my wife hates. It was my dad's favorite. Mm. And so it's just one of those songs that I hear and I think Christmas. It's Jimmy Buffett, Ho, Ho, Ho on a Bottle of Rum. (laughs) Which the message in that one's also not that great. Since it goes, Ho, Ho, Ho on a Bottle of Rum, Santa's run off to the Caribbean. (laughs) That's not surprising to me at all, to be totally honest with you. (laughs) What about what's your, what's your Christmas song, huh? Classic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the classics. My all-time favorite is "Christmas Baby, Please Come Home." Uh, oh, that's a that's a really good one. Um, lately, my girlfriend and I uh, have, you know, uh, been like down with like the kind of more melancholy, a little bit sadder Christmas songs. So we've been listening to uh, that "Christmas Time Is Here" from the Charlie Brown special. Oh wait, have yeah, you listened just... to like the saddest Christmas song of all time, "The Christmas Shoes"? No, I, I I don't like I don't like the ones that say like that tell like a really fucking sad story. Uh, <laughs> I'm you don't just like, not... that, like mommy's dying on Christmas and I need these shoes to buy her so she can be pretty for Jesus. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't I don't like any of that stuff. Who, no. who sings that again? It's like Sarah McLaughlin or something like that. I don't probably. know. Probably she probably holds like five dogs while doing it. 
Yeah, exactly. And then has, then has children come on. If you give me five pennies, I can help these children out. Yep. Um, okay, Greg, we gotta, we gotta, we don't have much to talk about this week. It's kind of a light week for uh, for sports again. But we're uh, we're gearing, on yeah, we're we're gearing up for this weekend because this, um, you know, this Christmas weekend is going to be a pretty good one. Christmas through New Year's uh, is going to have some good sporting events. We're going to be talking about some football this week. We're going to be talking about some basketball, some some even some baseball topics. Uh, and then I think we're going to preview uh, some of the bowl games that are coming out uh, over the next couple of weeks here at college football playoffs. Um, yeah, before we get into that, though, man, before we get into any of that, though, uh, you know, how are you? How's things? Things are good. I mean, uh, you know, I'm at the in-laws, so I'm already here. I'm getting ready. I'm already sipping on some eggnog because Ooh. why not? Love eggnog. And, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'll have a glass like once. <laughs> just because right. of the mood but yeah besides, hey, that, why not? You know, hey, besides that why not brought the gifts in got them under the tree just now stare i'm actually staring at all the christmas gifts for sunday because i'm in my basement and that's where they have them all and it's really tempting to not just go open a bunch of them that's pretty nice man hey uh give the in-laws my best i will hey by the way did you get the christmas card this year yeah, I did. Greg right. and I have a Greg and I have a have a controversy where uh he sent me he him and Mary sent me a very nice Christmas card. Um what was it like a year ago, two years ago? And you asked me like five times if I got the Christmas card. I never got it. And you're like, dude, it's okay if uh or what I don't know, you you're like you like didn't believe me that I didn't get the Christmas card. I found it hard to believe. You gave me the address, I wrote it down perfectly. And yeah. You never got it, so it was very confusing and disturbing to me. Well, I never got the Christmas card this year. However, right on time, <laughs> I got my beautiful Christmas card. Yeah, uh, I was talking we... to one of our other buddies who uh, you're roommates with, and I was like, "Did you get your card?" He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Do you know if James got his card?" Yeah, this he's is like, very "You did." Important. I'm like, "All right." I'm like, "Okay." I didn't care if you got yours. I just needed to find that out. Yeah, I got my Christmas card. Right care about there. James, not you. The issue I have with your Christmas card is there's no pictures of you and Mary. It's basically just you signed it. You just bought a card and signed it. Like, yeah, where's well, the, I thought the whole point of Christmas card was, you know, do some pictures, nice family photo. Maybe it you is could, once you have a baby. Well, yeah, I don't know. You could do fun. Like, if you could do it over, like, a beach vacation, you just take a Santa hat and be like, oh, this is going to be the Christmas card. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we don't do that. We basically said when we have a child, that's when you can start seeing our faces again and see how we've aged through the years. When you have a child and you've named it James. I do appreciate that, by the way. Um, okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to even respond. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it, Greg. Um, Wait, how, how, how have you been? You just skip over that. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm good. You're I'm sly. Good, man. Not uh, <laughs> I'm good. Good, good. Uh, you know, busy, but this time of year, you know, it's going to kind of start to a little wind down a little bit towards the end of the year. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go see some family and eat some food. And, uh, you know, I got to do a lot of Christmas wrapping today. Got all my Christmas shopping done. Uh, just basically drunkenly bought everything on Amazon. <laughs> it was That's probably going to be the best Christmas ever because not only will they be surprised, you might be surprised too. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. I, I didn't know it was that cool. Fantastic. I bought that. That's what that was in that box. I want that. I, I got my dad a Google Home. Have you heard of this thing? Yeah. 
So did you have to like debate between the Echo and the Home? Kind of. The Echo is pretty expensive. I was thinking about the Echo for him because he uses Amazon a little bit more than he uses Google. But um, I don't know. I just I, I I saw online that the Google Home was really cool, so I just decided to get him that one. Um, I don't know what he's going to use with it. I'm afraid that I just bought him like a $100 way just to Google something. But, um, that's totally fine i i completely wanted one of those this christmas too but i was told i was i should wait till i actually have a house yeah so i'm uh i'm excited to give it to him because i know that he's gonna use it i'm just concerned that he's only gonna use it to ask it stupid questions that's kind of <laughs> the point though and that's gonna be great yeah exactly i, I just uh, gotta know what happens like christmas night once it's set up and you're all drunk st- sitting around you're gonna start just asking questions and I know. I almost want him to bring it because we're going over to uh, my cousin's place. My cousins get a little weird. Actually, cousin George has been on this podcast. Uh, yeah, cousin George is a treat. Yeah, so we're uh, you know we've had a you know we have the whole family gets together and they're a little rowdy. So I want him to bring over the Google Home and have everyone just start you know drunkenly asking it stupid things. Hey, you should get you should get Google Home involved in the doorman family tradition. What's up? You said your family does the thing like doorman. I remember oh. a long time ago. Oh, that's not like a tradition. That's just things that we say at each other. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a tradition. I thought you said that like in our like third episode ever. Oh, well, no. I mean, it's not like it's not like we sit around and be like, okay, it's time to say doorman at each other. Doorman. <laughs> like, that I don't was, know. It's, actually, we just all really like knocked up. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Your turn. Doorman. Good one. Your turn. Doorman. Even better. Yeah, we're, that's weird. Um, <laughs> but we do need to get, I do need to figure out a, a secret Santa or a Yankee swap gift. Secrets, no, Yankee swap. Yankee swap gift. I need to get a, a lightly used, funny uh, Yankee swap gift for this thing. So if you have any suggestions, shoot them my way. Do you have like a cost that has to be under? No, it just has to be lightly used. Maybe I can just give him this microphone. <laughs> lightly used. Yeah. Do, you have any, do you have any underwear that you've just worn like once recently? <laughs> I, I have, but I, I like how I feel still, Greg. Come on now. All right. Well, I was going to say that's lightly used. Yeah. No, they're used, Greg. They're used. Um, all right. One wear. That's all it takes for me. Um, can, you put, okay. can you put your girlfriend in the Yankee swab? <laughs> I'm skipping over that. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, we have some stuff that we're going to talk about this week. I think we're going to start with football the way we always do. We're going to recap last week. Uh, we're going to, uh, you know, take a look at this week upcoming, uh, and then make some predictions and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to start off, I think we're going to start off Jerry's in, Jerry's out, right? I think that's what we're going to do this week. Yeah, I think so. Jerry's in, Jerry's out. It's tough because we know, we know a lot of stuff, you know, we know, we know a lot of things already. So, you know, there's not, there's not much that we're going to be able to discover, so to speak, but. Uh, let's kind of get into it, Greg. Who do you have? Jerry's in. What do we know for sure after week 15? Uh, well, I'm going to actually include last night just because I saw a video that made this even more of a Jerry's in. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is the prima donna diva of wide receivers in the league. Jerry's in on that. Yeah. He complains more and more every week, and he thinks he doesn't get the calls. If he doesn't get the calls, his teammates don't get the calls. Uh, it's just ridiculous. He had to be escorted to the locker room by the owners last night because of how distraught he was over certain calls not being made in that game, which I get it. There were some bad calls. As an Eagles fan, I can admit that. But I don't care because the Eagles won. And even if they lost, I would have bitched about it, but not 
expect a player to go as crazy as he did. And it's been happening week after week, and it's just getting worse. And he's turning in the new Terrell Owens, and you don't want that. Okay, now, Greg, that was part of week 16 action. So uh, I will let this one slide because it's Christmas, and I'm feeling charitable. Thank you. But uh, that was just further of, proving my point. That was part of week 16. That was a game last night. But I will go ahead and let it slide. Um, my jury's in. I put it back into place. I said it solidified it. Fair. It was in last week. That last night just added extra fire to my flame. I see. My jury's in. Uh, Steelers Bengals is just a dirty play fest. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, the jury's in. That those two teams hate each other. Uh, that whole that whole game, you know. Uh, the Bengals looked like they had it at first. You know, they jumped out to a to a lead at halftime, 20, 20 to nine lead at halftime, uh, and and they had some fantastic plays. Um, but yeah, it, it uh, the the Steelers came back with what was this like six field goals in the game? Uh, uh, I can actually tell you in a second. I have the game. Yeah, right six, field, six field goals. Uh, six field goals and a touchdown and a. Uh, you know the the Steelers won, but the entire game was just so chippy and just like you're concerned that Vontez Perfect was gonna like you know take someone's knee out and there was just some very real real con- safety concerns when the, the Steelers and the Bengals play each other. So jury's in; those two teams hate each other. Yeah. Plus that stadium was completely empty. Yeah, it was brutal. The Bengals, man, what's going on? Fall from grace. Mar- Marvin Lewis. I'm gonna guess should be fired. If he survives, I mean, you had to. I I don't think that I expected very much from the Bengals this season. But coming into the season, especially after the last couple of years, you needed to you need to see an improvement, and you saw like three steps back sort of thing. So yeah, I mean, they've been the division winner or at the top competing, and then it's just a fall from grace, basically. Yeah, exactly. If the Bengals um, are graceful. Yeah. Um, okay, Greg, uh, jury's out. Um, so <sighs> what do you not know going into the final couple weeks of the season? Uh, jury's out. This is a very broad one, and I'm just, I'm just going to go with it. Jury's out on the MVP of the league. Yeah, this, uh, that's a good one. It's coming down to the wire, basically. You have so many people with so many different arguments of Brady should get it for what he's done on only, like, what he'll do in only 12 games. Um Derek Carr should get it for how much the Raiders have improved. Stafford for all the comeback wins. Ezekiel Elliott, even though he has the best offensive line, the offensive line should get it. David Johnson on the Cardinals has basically the same stats as Ezekiel Elliott. Why isn't he being talked about? I'm not on Bell potentially. Yeah, I've not seen this many people kind of thrown into the mixture of MVP debate in a while. And it's exciting to that extent. But at the same time, you're like, how is this going to go? Is it going to be such a clusterfuck of just votes at the end that it's going to be like somebody won with like 10 first place votes and the second place person had nine barely? So it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really actually curious to see where Brady ends up, if he ends up winning or if he ends up being very close after having the four game suspension. It will be interesting. Um yeah, I don't know what to make of it either. I mean, you could even throw Dak Prescott in on there as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's going to get it, obviously. But, um, I mean, you could legitimately make a case for even, like, I mean, my, my case before the before the um, 
before the season was Aaron Rodgers. And I like, despite all the people that are, you know, that were freaking out to you know, throughout the season that he wasn't doing that well, if the Packers like back their way into the playoffs, um, I can see the football writers being like rewarding him being like, you know what, we'll give it to Aaron. Uh, yeah. Especially without a running back this year. Yeah. So that's something uh, I think that, you know, they're not, they're not doing that well. And, uh, and it's tough. You can't really, you know, give, you can't really give it to somebody whose team is doing so poorly, but Andrew Luck, man. I mean, like we give the Colts yeah. a lot of shit because they're hard to watch. He, there is no one on that team except for Andrew Luck. Like, yeah, he's somebody I was, else. I would say T.Y. Hilton. I would say T.Y. Hilton is a. I would say T.Y. Hilton is a second receiver at best. Yeah, with and, glimpses of a number one. Yeah, so it, this is uh, you know. To, to go to do what he's done under the duress that he's been under with this horrible offensive line and, and to drag this team we're in the back yeah and to drag this team to 500 uh you know within shouting distance to be honest with you of the uh, of the AFC South uh he's got to get some sort of consideration I think yeah and then plus you also have um Matty Ice on the Falcons who have, who's just had an amazing season also yes he has like yes, there's has so, kind of- just so many people this year that Jerry's got to be out on that. Yeah. Uh, my Jerry's out. Uh, I had struggled with this one. I don't know what to make of the Lions. Yeah. I know that I said Jerry's in on Matt Stafford being uh, an elite quarterback. I might have spoken a little too soon. But <laughs> I think that like there's some days where I'm just like, I, every single week, I just don't know what I'm going to get with them. Like, I think they should have beat this Giants team. I mean, you're going to get excitement. That's for one. I think they're better than the Giants team. I think they have better playmakers. You know, obviously Odell Beckham, um, whatever. But, like, I just – I think they should have – I think they should have beat the Giants. They should have. I was very disappointed. It kind of hurt me fantasy football-wise, too, that they did not. It just kind of feels like every single week, like, whenever we throw the Lions into a game, like, I just don't know where it's going to go. I have the no quarter, idea. If they're, ba- if they're behind in the fourth quarter, you think they're going to win. They were behind in this fourth quarter, and I was like – all right, here we go. Here goes. Here comes the comeback. Never happened. Yeah, I mean, we have, um, you know, we have the giant, the the lions in a in a uh, in the picks this week, uh, and the Cowboys should beat the Lions, but knowing the Lions, they're gonna end up <laughs> they're gonna end up winning somehow. So. Yeah, especially because the Cowboys just clinched the NFC East last night, so they may not even play their starters. Who knows? Never know. Um, that's my Jerry's out. I don't know what to, what to make of the Lions. No, I, I don't even know if we will know at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. That was Jerry's in, Jerry's out. Anything else you want to touch on for week 15 action, Greg, before we kind of jump into week 16? Uh, looking at it here, the Titans came up big against the Chiefs. That was a huge win for them. And yeah, then uh, besides, besides that... Let's take a look at the playoff standings before we have to get into uh, before we're getting into it, right? So New England obviously clinched uh, the AFC East. Um, kind of breezed over that. I'm really impressive with myself. Yeah. Good. Um, Steelers and Steelers and Ravens are still fighting for the AFC North. Houston, Houston, Tennessee, and Indy all have a legitimate chance to win the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, and the AFC the West is Oakland. Raiders, Raiders at least clinched the playoff berth, but it's still between Oakland and Kansas City. Um, the Cowboys clinched the NFC East. 
Um, but the Giants are kind of right on their heels there. Uh, NFC North, the, the Lions and the Packers, and the Vikings, believe it or not, all still have kind of a legitimate shot. The Vikings are, need, need a, kind of a miracle here, but uh, they do have a hey, shot. They got Adrian Peterson back. AP's back. <laughs> yep, true. Um, Falcons, Bucks for the for the North. Uh, sorry, just for the South. Excuse me. Still, uh, still battling for it. And the Seahawks obviously have, have wrapped that up in that crappy ass division. Um, is it just me? Do you want? I want to see Tampa Bay make the playoffs. I do too, man. I mean, I, I don't know. But Falcons were so fun at the beginning of the year, and now they're so uninspiring. It feels like. Well, that's what I mean. Like uh, the Bucks, I feel like would bring such a uh, young energy to the playoffs and excitement potentially. Yeah. Especially going against uh, either the Giants or Green Bay, I think it would be like a fascinating type game. But, Get Jameis in there, man. Yeah. Especially a home game. It would be a home game most likely if Tampa Bay ends up making the playoffs because I think that's basically the only chance they have unless Green Bay yeah. stumbles or the Giants completely collapse in the final week. I don't know how that tiebreaker would work, but still. Yeah. There's some really interesting uh, races that are going to come down in the last couple games, and that's super exciting. I love when yeah. that happens in football. And you can't in the and even the Pats, even though they've clinched the AFC East in a first round bye, they still can't take a break because if they lose and the Raiders win out, Raiders get number one seed, I believe. Um, yeah, it's pretty close at least. Yeah, twelve and two Pats, uh, eleven and three Raiders. Yeah, I'm pretty Definitely. sure. I'm pretty sure if the Pats lose one game and they finish with the same record, Oakland has the tiebreaker somehow. Strength of schedule, I guess. Maybe, yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, well, it's really interesting stuff. Let's get into week 16, and let's, uh, let's really kind of dig in here, Greg, because we do have some of those races. The first one that we're going to talk about uh, starts at 1 o'clock here, Vikings-Packers. Both these teams have an opportunity to, to, uh, you know, to at least sniff the NFC North here. Uh, the Vikings at 7-7 seven seven are going into Green Bay, 8-6. Uh, Packers favored by a touchdown, Greg. Vegas is back on board with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think the Vikings come into Lambeau and spoil some things for the Pack? Or do you think that uh, the Packers take care of business at home and keep pace here, uh, you know, with the Lions? Uh, I'm just going to make it short, simple, and sweet. Uh, the Vikings still have Sam Bradford as their quarterback. That basically just guarantees them they're going to lose because it's a pressure situation, and Sammy Noodle Arm doesn't know how to handle those. So Aaron Rodgers does. Packs win in Lambeau. Uh, get closer to sniffing that playoff picture and nfc north title yeah i agree um i'm gonna go here with the green bay packers uh, i agree with you 100 i think that aaron Rodgers versus sam bradford uh, should be no contest um it, the vikings have some interesting questions to answer this offseason so we'll see what happens um you know whether they bring on bring back teddy ball games we want Bridgewater. We want Bridgewater. And see if that even makes a difference. Um, I think Packers beat Vikings. Yeah. Uh, next one we want to talk about. Uh, rolling down, rolling down. That's kind of it for the 1 o'clock games we were talking about. We have a lot of really good um, – we have a lot of really good games on uh, the, the on Christmas and on the 26th that we're going to talk about. But the 1 o'clock games, there's a couple other ones that you might want to check out if you're a football fan. Christmas um, – yeah, I mean, so this is all on Saturday, right? I mean, yeah. uh, so we're, uh, you know, Dolphin, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets, Patriots, AFC matchups are always fun. Um, Titans, Jags, I guess. But um, we're going to – and then the Falcons, Panthers would be interesting. We're going to go down to the 425 games. 
Uh, Buccaneers Saints. So Jameis and the Bucks going into the Superdome to play the six and eight Saints. And New Orleans is actually favored by a field goal here, Greg. Um, so what do you think here? Do you think that Jameis has enough to win a big time divisional matchup on the road with playoff implica- implications, or uh, do you think that Drew, Ble- Drew Brees and Sean Payton play spoilers? I think Jameis goes down to the Bayou and uh, takes it in New Orleans. Uh, plain and simple, Tampa Bay's got a better defense. Their offense can keep up with the Saints. I think the Saints' offense gets shut down a few times. Breeze, outside of last week, in the past three weeks, has kind of struggled. He had a good game last week, uh, luckily, but I don't think he's going to have a fantastic one, maybe a touchdown or two, but I don't think it's going to be enough against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They look good against Dallas. They had a chance to win that game. They just couldn't clinch on it. But I think overall, they're heading in the right direction, and New Orleans is kind of just stagnant now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I um, I want to pick uh, the the Bucks because we both want to see Jameis and, and a new new fresh face in the playoffs. I just don't know if I can do it. I think that uh, this is a big moment um, at you know at the Superdome, playoff implications, divisional game, Drew Brees in a dome at home. I just kind of see the Saints winning this one. I think the Falcons also also lose. I think they lose against the Panthers because I think the Panthers are kind of on their revenge tour right now. Um, but I, I'm going to go with the Saints here in this game. Uh, I'll be pleasantly surprised if the Bucks pull it out, but I'm going with the Saints. All right. Um, let's see here. And then we're talking about three games. We're talking about the Christmas games and then the December 26th game. So we're talking Ravens-Steelers. Christmas Day, 4.30, little dinner time game. Uh, the 8-6 Ravens go against the 9-5 and five Steelers. Pittsburgh is favored by 5.5 points at home, Greg. So uh, the Ravens, a little weird a couple weeks. You know, sometimes they look great. Sometimes they look horrible. Same thing with the Steelers. Don't really know what to make of them. Um, so what do you think is going to happen? This is a big-time divisional game with huge AFC North implications. So what do you think, Greg? Uh, Ravens, Steelers. Uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I forget what that line is from, but it just got put into my head for some reason. But I'm going with the Steelers. Uh, Plain and simple, Steelers have better offensive weapons. Their defense can make plays at some points. And against a Ravens offense that is pretty lackluster overall outside of some big throws by Flacco, I think it's going to be nitty-gritty like it always is between these two teams. Steelers might have to just worry about being a little beat up from the Bengals game. But I still think they pull it out. Uh, it's going to put them over the top. I think that kind of solidifies them as the AFC North champs. I think, actually, I don't know if they win, if they actually clinch it then. They might. I think if they win, they clinch. So, you know, big, big game for Big Ben. And he's just going to do what he does. Him, Le'Veon, and Antonio Brown are just going to do work. They're. Did you see the stat like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown count for like almost 60% of the offense? Out of yeah. all players, it's nuts. So they're just going to keep doing what they do. Steelers are going to come out on top, shut down the Ravens and whatever hopes they had for the playoffs left. Yeah. Um, Steelers are probably the logical choice here. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens just because, you know, hey, let's uh, let's let's ch- let's mix it up a little bit. I think that the Ravens are, are like one of those teams. I, the same thing with the Giants. They're going to somehow fall ass backwards in the playoffs. And um, – 
and they're going to do it when, you know, with, with like these ugly, ugly games. Um, I just, I think that the Steelers, uh, you know, have a chance and if they can break open some big plays, especially with Bell, especially with Brown, um, you know, they'll be in okay shape, but I think that the Ravens are going to pull this one out and it's going to make it interesting going down the stretch here for the last final game. Yeah. Um, okay. 830, uh, Christmas night, not Christmas Eve, the night of Christmas. Uh, we have the Broncos eight and six going in to Kansas city, the 10 and four chiefs hosting an arrowhead here, Kansas city is favored by three and a half points, uh, coming off a loss. Um, so Greg, uh, Broncos chiefs, what do you have here? Do you have Trevor Simeon, uh, and the Broncos playing spoilers for Kansas city's playoff hopes, or do you think that the chiefs are going to pull it out? Well, James, after watching everything the past few weeks, diagnosing, looking at the stats, looking at the statistics, Trevor Simeon's throw range, that defense, and hearing just basically about how good this team is. I'm going to go with the Chiefs just because basically when you have chaos in the locker room, like the Broncos did after last week's loss to the Patriots, where the defense and the offense hate each other, it's just not going to go well. It's not going to work. Everything's going to be kind of off this week, I feel like, against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, it was a tough loss last week against Brady. The defense is pissed. They gave up only 16 points. The offense can muster up three. They're going against a t- defense that I would say is better than the Patriots. So I think overall, Kansas City, I'm going to roll with them. I know you're a Chiefs guy, so I'm pretty sure we're going to be the same on this one, unless you just really want to go against your own thoughts and opinions over the past. No, 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 no. I'm a Chiefs believer. You know this. Uh, yeah, I love, love the Chiefs. So I think we both agree we're going to go with the Chiefs. We're going to go Chiefs. Chiefs, on, Chiefs at home. It's going to be interesting here, especially if the uh, if the Raiders stumble at all against the Colts, which I really don't think was going to happen. But if the Raiders stumble at all against the Colts, it's going to make that division very interesting. We're going to have like a we're going to have like an 11 win five seed, <laughs> 11 or 12 win five seed, which is kind of crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, Chiefs at Chiefs at home. Broncos, you know, uh, coming off a of, uh, you know not a great kind of showing against the Patriots and. You know, Simeon does not look that great, you know, all things considered. Uh, it was a nice he, run. He won't be it was a nice run. Yeah, I mean, I think that we need uh, – I think that we need – you know, I think the, the Broncos need a quarterback. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs here, Greg. Um, okay. Monday Night Football, day after Christmas. Everyone's nice and happy. You got your presents. Some people are back at work like me. <laughs> um, but <laughs> – Let's talk about it. The Lions, nine and five, going into Arlington to play the twelve and two Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys are favored by a touchdown. Lions are weird, Greg. I don't know what to make of them. So, what do you think? Uh, who who pulls this one out? We have Detroit or Dallas. I'm gonna go with da- uh, not Dallas. I'm gonna go with Detroit because I think the Cowboys clinch the uh, NFC East. They clinch that first round by. Uh, they don't really have much to worry about right now in the standings of anybody taking that number one seat away from them. It's the classic take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit game where they might not, you know, play as hard as they need to. Some of their guys might get given rests that are banged up a little bit. And so I think that's plays the lion's advantage. They're going to be playing to try to win the NFC North. They want to get in the playoffs, prove that they don't need Megatron anymore on that team. And I think overall it's just a, I don't think it's going to be an easy win, but I think it's going to be a win nonetheless for the Lions. Yeah, I mean, my um, my theory about the Lions is being superseded by my love of, you know, Dak Prescott. 
So I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. What, what's a boy to do? You know, um, I'm going to go here. Deck attack. I'm going to go with the uh, Cowboys. Um, I just think that they're the better team. I think Detroit has a lot more to play for right now, obviously, like you mentioned. Um, but I think that uh, Detroit doesn't have like the run defense that, he's, that they're going to need to stop Zeke and the Cowboys here. So uh, I, I choose Detroit. No, excuse me, Dallas, Dallas. That's just Dallas. It's okay. We both do the same thing. I, went say, I almost said Dallas at first, and I was freaking Detroit. It's, it's, yeah. just a, it's just a fun thing we do. It's a fun thing we do, Greg. Um, okay, cool. That's where I'm at right now. Um, all right. I think that's it for the games this week, Greg. Anything else that you want to point out before we kind of uh, move on? No, I just think we got to do our guest pick of the week. We do have to do our guest pick of the week. So this time of year, Greg, uh, you know, some people are getting too busy. Um, you know, they, they got some family things. Uh, they, they have, uh, you know, our podcast friends are kind of all out and about, you know, getting their lives together and getting settled for the end of the year festivities. Um, but there's one guy who, despite being so busy, um, took the time to talk to the sports dance podcast and greg i think that we've been uh i think that we got on the nice list this year i think you're correct james i think we've been very nice and he he saw that and was gracing us with his presence so you know we asked for one thing this christmas and we asked for you know um the big guy himself to come on in and, and to take a look and, and pick some games so uh without further ado uh we give you our guest picks of the week Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for that great introduction, James. As always, you're very good at those. Maybe the best around. Mrs. Claus even agrees. And so do the elves. Anyway, I'm here to talk football, and I must say, I'm a big fan of defense, so I couldn't get better games on Christmas Day if I made the schedule myself. There's nothing I love more than coming home after a long night's work, pouring some eggnog, Spiking it just a little bit, and watching some good old defensive battles on the gridiron. This year we have the Ravens vs. Steelers, and the Broncos vs. Chiefs. And don't worry, as the guest picker, I won't let the ones from the past down. You guys have had some great guest picks, whether it's your Potter and family friends at Parlapod or Tattooed Bananas, or even the False Start Podcast, all the way down to your own personal friends, Hootie, Detroit, and Dan, who did a fine job filling in as host a few weeks ago. So, I know I have, you know, shoes to fill. Nobody can fill my suit. I'm a little on the large side, but what can you do? There's a lot of cookies to eat. So, let's get down to it. The first game of the day, at 4.30, is the Ravens versus the Steelers. The Steelers are favored by 5.5 points at home. And I get it. They're a good team. Hard to beat. And if you can't stop Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, what are you going to do? Not that much. But Big Ben, you've been on my naughty list more than once. So I have to take that into consideration. Whereas Joe Flacco, you're still trying to get on my elite QB list that I come out with every year. One day, Joe. One day. But, Greg, you won with the Steelers, and that's a great pick. But, great minds think alike. And that is why, James, I am going with the Ravens just like you. They just have it. I think they take the battle of the AFC North. 
Terrell Suggs is going to have a few sacks. Big Ben, I think, struggles. And John Harbaugh comes out looking better than his brother does in khaki pants. So, I think overall it's going to be 24-20 Ravens. Sunday in the first of two big games. Next, we have the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Now, I will have to check my list twice after that scuffle in the Broncos locker room last week. But hopefully we can all get past that and enjoy some of Von Miller's wine. Yes, he even sent me a bottle. And might I say, it's not that bad, Von. It's actually pretty good. But when it comes to the game, I agree with Greg and James. The Chiefs are going to win. Greg, you seem like a bit of a follower on this pick because James has been on that Chiefs bandwagon for quite some time now. And James, as always, making the smart pick. The Chiefs, I think, are just better defensively. They're going to hold that offense down like the Patriots did last week and put up just enough points to take the win. Alex Smith may even get some big rushes out of this. So, overall, I got to say, James, looking pretty smart, and I can see why your brother Tommy looks up to you so much. Don't worry, he's on the nice list too, just like the two of you. But I do have to say, I have to go check my list one more time because I'm pretty sure we're giving Roger Goodell extra coal this year at the request of Greg's sister-in-law, Katie, who said it was unfair of what they did to Tom Brady. Don't worry, Katie, I did get your letter. So, in the end, I'm going with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Hopefully Santa has some magic left in his picks and can go 2-0 and make the other guest pickers proud and keep improving that record. And Greg, don't worry, I enjoy your work and I know I gave you some good ribbing, but Santa has to have a little fun sometime and talk a little smack too. James and Greg, keep up the good work. I can't wait to keep listening to you two in the new year. Enjoy your Christmas. Happy New Year from all of us here at the North Pole, Mrs. Claus and the Elves. Rudolph, Comet Cupid, Don Blitzen, and the rest of the reindeer. Happy holidays to everybody else. Merry Christmas. Santa's out. <laughs> nice. That's Santa. That's he is great. I can't. Uh, I, I can't believe that he said so many nice things about me and so many horrible things about you, Greg. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, he did finish with one night's note about me. So, you know, I still feel confident I'm going to get some good gifts this year. That's good. That's good. He shouted out uh, to some of our, like, family members, which I thought was kind of weird. But, you know, I guess he likes them more than us. Oddly specific. Um, I also, uh, you know, just like the whole uh, jovial attitude mixed with a little uh, biting sarcasm. Yeah. That kind of feels like our, our spiel. And I like, I like that he picked the games only on Christmas Day. You know, he's done with work. He doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Christmas Eve, he was too busy to worry about what's going on then. But, you know, yeah, yeah. he focused on the day that he can relax. Yeah, deliver the presents, you know. I mean, I know that as soon as I have a big day at work, I like to come back home, kick back, have a nice drink, watch some football. Beautiful. Yeah. And that's what Santa's going to do. Thank love you. it, love it. All right, man, let's move on. Um, let's uh, – why don't we, since uh, we're here, why don't we just go right to the college football playoffs and kind of – um. And, and start uh, start picking some games. All right. I guess so. We can do that. Um, just because we're kind of in the uh, in the realm here. Um, pull up the schedule around me. Where's the where's the football playoffs here, Greg? Where are we doing? Are we looking at? All right. Do you, do you want to just do the football playoffs, or do you want, like, the big six bowl games plus the playoffs? We can fly through I these. Thought 
I thought the uh, are the bowl games are the. We have like the Orange Bowl, it... and then you have the the two big playoff games. Okay, are throw, the Fiesta throw Bowl. Them all at me. So all a right. little a little uh, a little peek behind the curtain, folks. This is going to be the last podcast of the year. Uh, we just have so much stuff that we're going to be doing towards the end of the year. Uh, you know, um, travel and holidays and all this kind of stuff. So right now we're going to get all of our bowl picks out right now. Uh, and we'll be ready to go for you guys. You guys will have a one-stop shop for who you think is going to win uh, come bowl season. Yeah. Um, so we'll do you have the bowls in front out. of you? I do. Do you have the bowls in front of you, Greg? All right, so shoot them at me. We're going to be rapid fire. You know, don't cry. We'll be back after the new year. So, you know, don't be yeah. too sad. But I'm going to give James and I are going to pick the big games. I'm going to tell you who they are, James. You just give me first instinct. You got it. All right, so starting on December 30th, you know, day before New Year's Eve, you have Michigan, Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Michigan's number six, and Florida State's number eleven. James, what do you got? I'm going. I'm going Michigan here, Greg. Uh, it's at the Hard Rock Stadium in in Miami, so Florida will actually probably have somewhat of a home field advantage. Um, but I uh, I love uh, I love Michigan in this situation, um, strictly because I've been a Michigan uh, believer this entire time. I wanted them in the playoffs. Um, so uh, Tom Brady is going to come out and give a pretty amazing uh, pump-up speech to the Orange Bowl uh, to his team. So at least that's what I predict. Right. Michigan it is. I'm going to go Michigan too. I mean, that defense is stout, and I just have to go with the team. Anytime a team has a tight end with the last name, but how can you not pick them? So Exactly. I'm, I'm going with Michigan based off of those facts alone. All right. So next game we have is I'm going to go right to the college football playoffs because it's the next two big games. We're going to go Washington, number four, versus Alabama, number one, in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Yeah, we're going to go with Alabama there, Greg. Yeah, I kind of figured you would. I'm going to go with the upset, Washington. Why? I hate Alabama. Just with a I mean, fiery, fiery passion. I don't care if the stats are all against me. You hate, the, you hate the Patriots, too. The Patriots still win, Greg. Yeah, I know. So I'm hoping maybe my hate, you know, really helps in the college football realm. I actually think Washington has a chance. They have a decent offense that, you know, can spread it out. Their quarterback's good. Their defense can, I think, maybe hold up against the SEC-type speed. But I guess only time will tell. And, yeah, so I'm going Washington. But you know what? I, I fully expect to lose that one. So, next, we got the 11-1 Ohio State versus 12-1 Clemson. So, you know, record-wise, pretty similar. Uh, had a tough season both sides. And it's the Fiesta Bowl, James. Number two, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I am going to go with Clemson here, Greg. Um, I'm going to go with my South Carolina brethren, even though I, have, I used to visit South Carolina every once in a while. Um, I think that they are – I've watched a couple of Clemson games, and they're an exciting team. I think that uh, they deserve this number two ranking. Um, I just don't think that Ohio State has the firepower necessarily to uh, kind of outgun these guys. I'm going Clemson. In the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's favored by three. I don't think that means much. I'm going Clemson just like you. They are, I think, the better overall team. I think Sean Watson's better than JT Barrett. And uh, Ohio State, some people don't think they deserve to be there. I think they do, but I still think they lose because Clemson overall is the better team. In the former Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, which it should still be named because it makes way more sense than PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. I have a PlayStation, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, whatever. All right. Um, we have the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, where you have the outsider, Western Michigan, who was 13-0 and ranked 15th in the country that 
since they were the best non-Big Five team, they get in a slot there. Versus number eight, Wisconsin. James, who you got? Greg, I could tell you nothing about either one of these teams, and I didn't even know that Western Michigan was a thing. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Yeah, I kind of figured you didn't know that. But I know about uh, Western Michigan, and I'm going to row the boat, James. That's their catchphrase. That's what their coach says. Row the freaking boat. That's all he says. That's all he has to do. He's like a young 35-year-old guy. He's spry. His team's spry. I think they pull up the upset here, and Wisconsin doesn't expect them to be as good as they are. You know, dig your own grave, my friend. Um, I'm assuming next we're going to go to the Rose Bowl. We are. You are correct, my friend. USC versus Penn State in the Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual. Wow, that <laughs> is a very long bowl game title. All right, James, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with USC in this one, man. Pasadena, hometown boys, USC made good in the Rose Bowl. It just makes sense, right? The Rose Bowl, um, you know, you want you want, you, you want want uh, SoCal to be represented, uh, you know, in Pasadena here. They are favored by six and a half, and I'm going to roll right there with you. USC is going to take this one. Penn State, not going to be happy in the Valley. Uh, I don't know if you saw what it did there, but it did it. Boom. Uh, Penn State, people are pissed because they didn't make the college football playoffs. I don't think they deserve to. They were 11-2, and two, but they kind of had a cupcake schedule outside of the big powerhouses of Michigan, Ohio State. So, yeah, USC, they've been hot lately. I think they take it. All right, and last but not least, we have the All-State Sugar Bowl where you pit War Eagle Auburn, 8-4, and four, somehow making this, Versus Oklahoma, 10-2, and two, who's dealing with the mixed-in hitting a woman video. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Um, I don't know very much about either one of these teams. I think Oklahoma's probably the better team, but I'm going to go with yeah. Auburn here because I have uh, – I have, we both have a good friend uh, whose brother played with at Auburn. Um, so we're going to uh, – I think I'm going to stick with Auburn. Yeah, I'm going to go War Damn Eagle here, too, uh, mainly because we also both have, you know, high, higher moral standards than Oklahoma does. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. So that was our yeah. co- that was our college bowl preview. Uh, I thought it was Felt pretty good. good. James, Felt you good. were on point. You were on point. I do appreciate uh, that. I wasn't looking for a compliment, but I'm going to take one. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. That's it for college football. Uh, let's briefly touch upon – you want to talk about MLB a little bit, and then we can finish up with some NFL – I mean, NBA. Yeah. We can talk about MLB a little bit. We only got like two quick stories in the MLB because not much is going on now. The hot stove has cooled off. Uh, you know, some moves are still being made. The biggest one probably of the week is not Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion signing with the Cleveland Indians for three years and $60 million. No, 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 James. The big one was Clay Buckholds got traded. Yes, he did. He is no longer in Boston, folks. And uh, both of us being Red Sox fans. Um, it's a huge thing. Big, big, big time. Yeah. We got to acknowledge the, uh, we got to acknowledge the end of an era. Uh, Clay Buckholtz was one of the, um, you know, one of the more interesting players that we, that we had. I mean, he was, he, he came up, you know, he played against, he, he, he was, he pitched a lot in the playoffs. He's been a big part of our lives. I think that we all, uh, you know, knew that he was kind of a special talent when he threw that no hitter. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the worst things that happened to him. Oh yeah. I will, con- I will contest that. I just don't know if it was an injuries. I just don't know if it was a mental thing, but I will contest that when he was on, um, he had some of the best stuff I've seen. Uh, it's oh, it's pretty far. close at least. He, he was, it was pretty impressive. 
That's the thing that bothered Red Sox fans, I think, is he had the talent. We've seen it. He had that one season where he started off like 12-0 and and had like a 1.4 ERA, and then he got hurt and came back and was not even close to the same pitcher. So, you know, we lovingly called him this year Claydro, which I kind of think is disrespectful to Pedro. But he was straight away to the Phillies for a minor leaguer, and the Phillies taking on his full $13.5 million contract. So, yeah, you couldn't have asked for much better. Yeah, so goodbye, Pedro, uh, Claydro. <laughs> um, you know, I, now that we have Sale, I think that this is a this is a good move for the Red Sox. Just get him out. You know, I think it's I think it's time to move on. It is. It's time to move on. And like I said before, talking about that real quick, Edwin Encarnacion did get a deal finally, uh, multi-year deal, which is what he was looking for. Not as long as what he was hoping for. He wanted a six-year, like hundred and fifty million dollar deal. Instead, he got a three-year, sixty million dollar a year deal from the Cleveland Indians. So, you know, they get a big-time slugger. It'll slide nicely into that DH spot. And, you know, the Indians' offense just got a little bit better. Napoli's probably not going to be there anymore. But Encarnacion's a little more consistent than he was. Yeah, definitely. And then last Um, but not least, we got to figure out just quick prediction, James. Does Jose Batista sign with a team? (laughs) Or just doesn't. You know, he's just going to be a free agent for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna sign with the team. People are gonna people are gonna take a take a shot. I think that finally, um, you know, uh, teams are gonna are finally like a little bit wary of uh, you know someone who power hitter on the wrong side of you know thirty. Uh, I, I think that that's I think that's a real thing. You know, I think that you need to. I think that you need to take that into account. You know, he wants a big money contract. He's not gonna get one. Uh, I think that he's going to have to, you know, settle for a contract that was is less than what he's expecting. You know, he was a huge star for Toronto, uh, and I think that he was an interesting uh, – he was a great player. Um, but at, at 36, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, you can't, you can't really expect anyone to shell out like a four-year contract for you right now, especially when you're a power hitter like that. We just, we've seen it too many times for teams to get duped again. Yeah. I mean – he, he doesn't really have a, many years left, and he's injury-prone, and he can't hit anymore from what we've seen. So, it's yeah, just that. too bad. All right, moving on. Time to talk some basketball. We don't have much to talk about here, Greg, other than um, there's a couple of, uh, you know, uh, interesting, you know, tidbits. Uh, you know, like the Warriors are good. <laughs> are they? Are they really, though? They're pretty good. Um, the uh, there's some other great things happening in the West. I think that's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, an interesting you know playoff shakeout. I think that the uh, the Warriors, the Spurs, um, the Clippers, and the Rockets. Uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, kind of race around there. It's going to be it's a good top heavy Western Conference, and I like it a lot. Um, the funny thing to me though is that the bottom of the West is so bad right now. Yeah. Like the uh, the Trailblazers, the the Sacramento Kings, the Denver Nuggets, and the Los Angeles Lakers, and the New Orleans Pelicans, and even the the T Wolves are not all that far off from each other uh, from a playoff spot. So um, you know you're gonna have a, a kind of a race for the eighth seed um, coming up, which is gonna be interesting. I mean, even the uh, you know even the two worst teams in the west the mavs and the suns are even a little better than the ones in the uh, than the east so it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next uh, next couple of weeks um, 
I think that what we should do, Greg, is that we should pick uh, Christmas games. Because I like the Christmas games. All right. I'll do that. And then afterwards, I have two quick things I want to talk about in basketball that I mentioned to you before yeah. that I just think are worth talking about because, well, we need something to say in the NBA outside. Yeah. <laughs> I think at that point, we don't even need to do lists because we're pretty close to being like a full, full hey, episode here. We got like three games each. I don't think it's that. It's not that long of a list. I think we can handle it. We can right, go a little fine. over. It's the last one of the year. You're right. You're right. Um, okay, cool. Let's let's get into it. Um so Sunday, December 25th, one of my favorite traditions, Greg, is the Christmas games. I like the Christmas games. I like the Christmas uniforms. Uh, I like the fact that the NBA kind of owns Christmas a little bit. The NFL is going to try to sneak in this year, and I totally get it because it's on Sunday. But I think the NBA really owns Christmas. I actually think the NBA season should start on Christmas. Yeah, um, they, they, did it, they did it the one year with the lockout, and it worked out really, really well. Um, so first up, um, Boston, the Celtics at New York. I know what you're doing at noon. At noon, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think, man? Celtics at New York, who pulls this one out? Isaiah Thomas is back. Uh, you know, okay. Celtics are looking good. They look really good. So uh, I'm going to go Celtics over the Knicks. I don't believe in the Knicks. And, you know, I think uh, who was the coach that just came out and basically bashed on Carmelo Anthony? Uh, George Carl. Yeah. I think basically what he says kind of gets mellow down in the dumps, so he won't have a good game. I'm also going to pick the Celtics here, man. I think that they've looked really good. I think that the the underrated story right now is Avery Bradley has turned into a really legitimate um, shooting guard in the NBA. 3 and D kind of guy. Looking good. Um, Golden State at Cleveland. Big time finals rematch. Um, LeBron has been averaging some crazy amount of minutes. He's been averaging almost 40 minutes a game. Um, so I guess so much for, you know, resting him and, and waiting for the playoffs here and golden state has kind of got it together. This will be the first, uh, matchup between the two since the finals and since Kevin Durant joined the warriors. So who do you have in this game, Greg, do you have the, the, uh, the, the golden state or do you have Cleveland? Uh, you know, everybody's going to go with the warriors. I'm going to go with Cleveland just because why not? Uh, they're going to be in believe land. So might as well. I think uh, LeBron has a crazy stat game, uh, puts up like 40 points. I think Kyrie steps up his game because I think he, you know, wants to prove that he can compete with Curry on a daily basis. And Kevin Love actually looks, you know, pretty decent. So I think with if all those three can work and J.R. Smith can hit a few threes, I think they actually can surprisingly take the win here. Regular season, I know it doesn't mean as much, but it gives them a little confidence boost going into the playoffs and potential finals rematch for the third year. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Golden State here. I think that the uh, the Warriors are going to kind of pour one in on Cleveland. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to light a fire under the uh, the Cavs' butts a little bit here. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun game, though. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the day. Uh, Chicago at San Antonio. Um, weird Chicago team versus a pretty hot San Antonio team. Although they did just lose last night, but um, who do you have in this one, Greg? Spurs. Yeah, uh, I, Spurs I, I don't need to say much else. Same. Uh, let's just move on. And then uh, Minnesota at Oklahoma City. I kind of want to watch this game because, you know, you've got the young bloods in the uh, in the Carl Towns and, and uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins. Um, but then you have Russell Westbrook, who's just still destroying worlds. I mean, this guy is unreal. Uh, I think that he's kind of far and away the MVP right now. But um, what do you have in this game, Greg? Uh, is Oladipo still out? I think he is. Let's find out. 
I think he's still hurt. If he's still hurt, I'm going to go with the Timberwolves. I think just because talent-wise, I think that just gives them the edge over the Thunder. Russell Westbrook basically is four players on a court at once. But I think they need Oladipo to kind of space things out and give him a little more room to work with. And, um, yeah, Timberwolves, I hope they can start turning around a little bit because I want to see them make sort of a playoff run for that eighth seed. Yeah, I'd also, I'm would also i also going to go with the Timberwolves here. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think that Carl Towns uh, is the man. I saw him in person again this year, and it was just so good. So, uh, Carl Towns. Um, okay, and then finally, uh, 1030, uh, you know, you're kind of sleepy. The eggnog has really kind of kicked in. Um, but the game's still on. The Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, Clippers versus Lakers. Uh, who do you think went, pulls this one out, Greg? I'm going to go with the Clippers. Uh, Lakers, you know, have been a pleasant surprise this year in the league, but I think both of them, it's their both of their home courts, so it doesn't really matter. It's a Lakers home game. But Clippers are just the overall better team. I think they start turning around and start, you know, picking it up again since that terrible loss streak that they had. And, yeah, plain and simple. It's going to be late. Clippers are going to take it, though. I'm going baby Lakers, baby. I love the Lakers. Uh, I think that they're such a fun team. I think that Luke Walton's a great coach. Uh, I think that uh, they're surprising uh, in their ability to, um, you know, jump out to big, quick leads. They, they've been losing a lot of big leads, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, this is going to be a fun Christmas game, and I think that the, uh, the Lakers kind of um, barely squeak by the Clippers and beat them here. Uh, and then you had a couple things you want to touch on for basketball, Greg. Yeah, the first being, uh, you know, Shaq is making like his round-the-clock of Lakers and Heat retirement trip, apparently. So he was like with the Lakers earlier this week, and now last night he was with the Heat, and it's very odd. And they're both like, you know, trying to basically one-up each other with gifts. And so first the Lakers have announced they're going to, you know, have a bronze statue of Shaq dunking a ball like through a rim, and it's going to hang 10 feet above the ground. Don't know how safe that is. Don't know how they're going to hold that up. So that'll be interesting for one. And then last night with the Heat, they gave him a replica 18-wheeler of the diesel-powered um, rig that brought him to Miami that he, like, came out of when he got signed with them, plus, like, money and retiring his jersey. So it's just an interesting – I just love seeing teams that have, like, a star player like Shaq who have been with them for six, seven years each, maybe, not even – retiring his number and just trying to one-up each other to basically be like, uh, we love him more. So go screw yourself. Yeah, that's pretty good. Shaq is the man. He is. There's no doubt about it. And then the only other thing was, I just want to talk about how Grayson Allen and uh, Draymond Green would probably make the ultimate evil duo in the NBA. Because if you don't know, Grayson Allen trips people for a living and Draymond K- Green kicks him in the dick. And I think that would just be the ultimate teamwork play. Both of them just tripping and kicking guys in the dick every night on the court, I think would be a spectacle to watch. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was something, man. Um, Grayson Allen, dude, he's a lot, a lot of Grayson Allen hate out there right now. He's a psychopath. Did you see him on the bench when they were like trying to calm him down after the technical? No, dude, you gotta see this video. He's just like him literally throwing like a tent, temper tantrum on the bench and like one of the coaches is literally trying to like hold him down to the chair and he's just like freaking out and looks like he's having some sort of like mental breakdown it's nuts Jeez. 
I mean, crazy. if you trip if you trip people three times on three national televised games, it's it's not a good look. Yeah, I'd say so. So, but um, okay, those are so, the only two things I wanted to touch on. Good. Let's get into our final final segment here, Greg, because it's the last uh, last episode of the year. Uh, we want to do something a little special, and we want to talk about uh, each of us has our three favorite games of this year. Uh, it's pretty broad, right? But you can yeah. you can kind of choose however you'd like to uh, kind of go there. Uh, three favorite games of this year they can be anything they don't have to be the most important games they don't have to be the closest games uh they don't really have to be anything other than just uh you know pick your favorite games of this year um so greg what do you got for us um favorite game this year all right do we want to go back and forth with this or how do we want to do this let's go back and forth um yeah so i don't think we did i don't think we did it in order just the three games that you're gonna look back fondly on 2016 for all right three games we're gonna look back fondly uh number one might be my number one just as you know personal favorite is i went to david ortiz's second to last uh game ever as a red sox in the regular season so you know that was really cool they did ceremonies they had all old players from the patriots celtics bruins come out to honor them and it was just a really nice thing to do it was cool my brother got tickets last minute from a friend and so he and i went so it was a nice moment not only just to see that but to spend with my brother you know it's something we try to do every year go to fenway to see a game together and makes my mom happy but it was just cool red sox didn't win but still nice game to go to kind of cool to see seeing a legend put on the uniform for one of the last times ever take a few last swings so that was at least one of my top three games of the year that's a good one man um i am gonna go i'm pulling up the uh i'm pulling up the one that i'm looking for right now um i can keep going if you want me to on that (laughs) No, no, no. I wanted uh no, this is the one. I just want to make sure I get all the uh, all the Yeah, I want to make sure I get all the um info, right? You know, the that's right, yeah. Um I am going to go with game 5 this week, uh October was it 9th? Um Patriots Browns, uh the return of TB12. <laughs> um that was something special. You know, I mean, I was at um I was at one of our old stomping grounds. Actually, I was at a um, Amherst Brewing Company, which is now being, which is now called the Hangar in Amherst. And I was watching this on the big screen and just watching him, um, you know, just kind of sling it around the yard. Uh, he he had some unbelievable plays this game, and it was just everything that I was hoping it was going to be. It was the anticipation was huge. It was against the Browns, so the game was never in question. Um, but it just it made me so happy to watch. I mean, it was it was a slaughtering. And, uh, you know, we had just come off the bad, uh, you know, 16 nothing loss against the Bills. And, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett and Garoppolo were both hurt. And it just made me really happy watching Tom Brady come out there. It was one of the games that I'm going to remember more than anything, uh, even though it wasn't all that important. It was a crappy midseason game against the Browns, and it was still fantastic. So that's one of my favorites. Uh, next one, Greg, for you. Uh, next one, James. You're going to like this pick, I think. Uh... I'm going with Kobe Bryant's last game as a Laker, dropping 60. I watched that game from beginning to end. I don't even, I'm not even the biggest Kobe guy. Never, you know, was a huge fan of his. Kind of thought he was a dick. But, you know, you got to respect the game and the player that he was. And, you know, it's one of those things that if people are talking about, you can be like, yeah, I watched that game. And it was great. I mean, the man, he was just lights out. I didn't care how many shots he took, nobody did. And the fact that he did so much at the end of that game, 
to look like old Kobe Bryant where he was just taking over the end and coming back and getting that win for the team. I mean, it was great. And, you know, the after the game, the speech, and just finishing with Mamba out was a perfect ending to him. And just so typical Kobe that it was just one of those games that you're going to kind of remember when anybody ever mentions it or mentions Kobe Bryant like the end of his career. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. I'm going to go uh, game seven of the NBA finals, Cavs versus Warriors. Um, everything leading up to this game was phenomenal. The whole series was great. Uh, Cavs down 3-1. Draymond with the kicks. Draymond getting suspended. Um, just everything kind of leading up to this one game. Um, and it was it was one of the better games that was out there. I mean, it was definitely a little sloppy, especially towards the end. But you had such dramatic moments. You had the chase down block. You had Kyrie's dagger over Steph. Um, you know, you had, you know, missed threes towards the end by the Warriors. It was all, um, you know, really an amazing, an amazing game. And it brought Cleveland their first championship, you know, in, what was it, like 60 years or something like that? It was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so that was a game that I think that I, I think everyone's going to remember, you know, they've been showing LeBron's chase down block, like in every single best of the year, you know, montage that they can possibly it fit it in. And it just has to, it's just so good. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one. So I think uh, they should carry it over to like 2017 too. It was that good of a play. It was a great play. And, uh, that almost over overshadows Kyrie's absolute dagger over Steph, um, which yeah. was un, unreal. So that's one of my favorite ones. Um, all right, Greg. Your final favorite game of the year. Well, James, my final favorite game of the year is could be similar to yours, depending. I'm going to go game seven of the World Series. That's what mine is. Yeah, I figured we were going to agree on that, and we're probably both saving it to the end so we can kind of talk about it together. Yeah. It was just – it was phenomenal. It had everything you could ever want in a game, especially of that magnitude. World Series, seventh game, comebacks, extra innings, rain delays – uh, huge, you know, World Series droughts ending potentially on a line. It, it was it was phenomenal. Like I can't even put it into words how great of a game that was. It was pretty fantastic. I mean, I've never really, uh, I don't, I haven't been that excited about watching a baseball game in a while. And you could tell it was a good game because I was watching with people that didn't care about baseball, and they were like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like everyone that I talked to about that game, that that you know, whether you liked baseball, you didn't like baseball. If you watched it, you just thought that it was there was like nothing else like it, um, and there really wasn't. You know, I mean, I think that that was one of the best, one of the best games in the uh, in the in the entire history of baseball, it's going to go down as one of the best games, oh, yeah. you know, ever played. Um, it had, I mean, you had people questioning what Madden was, Madden was doing, what Francona was doing. Like, did that? Yeah, the Rajay, the Rajay Davis home run is one of like the greatest moments I've ever seen. Yeah. It was just like, can you believe this is happening right now? Like um, even uh, John Lester coming in, and you know, like the pitch, like immediately after coming in, like pass ball, run scoring. Yeah, like, crazy. Too. I mean, it was unreal. And then you really felt in the ninth inning, like the Cubs were going to lose that game. There was no, there was no, um, like momentum at all going the Cubs' oh. way. And then that rain delay happened, and that's like one of the best things that ever happened to them. Yeah. But. And then you hear about the rain delay and the speech that Hayward and them gave at the dugout that got like everybody regrouped. And you're just like this, this. This game alone could be a three-hour movie that people would watch, even though they know the end. Yeah, I can't wait for the documentary to come about that series because yeah. it's phenomenal. Um, I can't so wait that, to see Kevin Costner as Joe Madden and uh, 
<laughs> Liam Neeson as Terry Francona, just because. There you go. Well, I, I really like that. I think that's a no-brainer. That's the best. Uh, that's the best game of the year. Yeah, by far. You know, I mean, it was a. It's just one of those things that you're gonna remember. It's hundred. It was 170 or something like that. I forget exactly how many years it was. It doesn't matter. It was. It doesn't just matter. But it was just great. I mean, just seeing the videos the next day of outside Wrigley and right when the scoreboard announced they were the winners of the World Series, like it gives you goosebumps just thinking how many people, how much it meant to them. Like you have the celebrity like Bill Bill Murray, who's like the cool one of the coolest celebrities, being on the field like a little kid and celebrating because of how ec- ecstatic he was. Uh, I think who's there's some comedian Bob Bob Newhart is a huge Cubs fan and he's like ninety something and he stayed up to watch it. It was just like awesome to see all these people to get this relief finally of seeing their favorite team. Uh, you know, Red Sox fans understood it and just getting that relief of we finally won it. It's over. The curse is broken. Pretty phenomenal stuff. All right, man. That's it for our, our uh, show this week. That's it for our show this year. Twenty sixteen has been a good one, man. Um, we started the sports dance this year, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, so I think that we had a, we had a pretty good first like eight months or so of it, and uh, I'm excited to keep going. But uh, you know, to you and Mary, man, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Same to you and uh, your girlfriend. And I see, I didn't even say her name because I know you how you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping her private. Nobody can go searching. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all of you and your family. Yeah. Shout out to Santa again for the guest spot. That was awesome. Thanks, Santa, for the guest spot and uh, everyone who's listened to us so far. It's been really, really fun, guys. And we're going to see you next year with some blazing hot sports takes. Yeah. uh, Right off the bat, I think that's the first thing we should do is just first five minutes is hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes only. Hot. (laughs) All right, man. Um, Thanks to the staff, though. You know, you guys just a few days off. Yeah, I mean, not too many, right? I mean, I need no. I I need Christmas dinner being made, so if you guys could take care of that, that'd be great. But Christmas Eve, no. uh, enjoy it with your family. Christmas That's about Eve. it. You got this one. That's you guys. You know, yeah. congratulations, you earned it. Just make um, sure the appetizers are done before you go. Laps, love me some apps. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> let's wrap apps, it up. Man. That's James. Let's get, let's get out of here. I'll talk to you soon. Happy uh-huh. Happy Christmas, Happy New Year's, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody, Happy New Year's. Talk to you guys next year.